I'm Richard Carey and welcome to Years of Hurt, a international football podcast. We'll be looking back today at the semi-finals of the FIFA World Cup as we look forward to the World Cup final on Sunday. Remember, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at YOHFootball. And if you like the show, remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and then your podcast will be downloaded as soon as they're out. Although we've only got two more episodes to go, so not that many uh, that left in this series. So now it's time to look at the news. And I think a lot of the news recently has been about the fallout of the England-France game and England's... Uh, England getting knocked out of the World Cup. Obviously, they left Doha, I believe, on Monday night. And they've obviously come back. Gareth Southgate hasn't revealed whether he wants to stay on or not. He's he's going to take some time to think about it. And if I was to deduce anything from this, I would say that probably Southgate will stay on, but might decide that he's going to leave when his contract runs out, which is pretty much after the Euros. Euros. Euro 2024 in Germany so that would kind of be a potential thing to happen I don't think he's going to leave and I don't think the FA particularly want him to leave because of the progress England made I guess it's a little bit of a blip to go out in in a quarterfinal one thing I didn't mention on Saturday was the refereeing uh, which was very much criticised in the France-England game I mean there was a foul the foul on Saka lead up to the first France goal the potential penalty which was kind of outside the box anyway, but it should have been a foul. And Harry Maguire was quite outspoken after the game, saying that the referee's performance was very bad. And the football might not be coming home, but one thing that is, is Dave the Cat. There's this cat called Dave, who's been named Dave, who was hanging out with the England players at, while they're at the camp. And John Stones and Carl Walker have been like Dave's biggest fans. They've been posting regular updates and pictures on their social media of them. They actually have decided to adopt him. Yes, Dave the Cat is going back to England and apparently he's going to be put in isolation for four months and get vaccinated. I mean, that's a bit harsh on him. He's just taking him off Qatari streets and then putting him in in isolation for four months, in quarantine. I mean, I don't know if that's very good. Anyway, uh, that's Dave the Cat, who is, I suppose, is the new pickle... We should have a we should have a, a fight. Which is better, Pickles the dog or Dave the cat? England's defeat to France and Qatar was watched by an average UK audience of 19.4 million, according to TV figures. That's not quite as big as the Queen Elizabeth II's funeral, which was watched by a peak of 28 million. But basically, you had to watch it because it was on every single channel ever, whereas this one was just on ITV. And finally, this was a story which is kind of World Cup adjacent, but not technically about the World Cup. And that's there's an EU corruption scandal as uh, apparently an MEP was allegedly bribed. It apparently involves Qatar as Greek MEP Evie Cowley, who has denied involvement in alleged bribery. She's one of the four suspects charged after a Belgian investigators found 1.5 million euros in two homes and a suitcase. Now, this is good news for any Brexit lovers, because, you know, oh, see you, the corrupt. Anyway, but it's interesting how Qatari money is involved in this. I don't know really what this means exactly, but 
it does show you that FIFA aren't the only ones being bribed by the Qataris. Allegedly. I've got to say that. Here comes Messi. Accelerating away from Vardiol. Twisting him. Turning him. Getting behind him. Setting it back. So the first World Cup semi-final took place on Tuesday night with Argentina against Croatia. Croatia had a great run so far, running the gauntlet against Japan and Brazil to beat them both on penalties in the knockout stages. Despite Argentina's slip-up in their first game against Saudi Arabia, their knockout stages has gone much better, beating Australia in the second round and a very tightly contested match with Netherlands which they won on penalties after a 2-2 draw. Would the Argentines set up a final with Messi's last chance or could Croatia once again for the second time in a row get to the World Cup final? In the match McAllister had a shot low to the right and it was saved by Lavakovic. A ball over the top to Alvarez. He digged it over the keeper and was taken down by Lavakovic. He was actually cleared off the line, but it didn't matter. It was a penalty to Argentina and a yellow card to Lavakovic. Bit of a shame because he's had such a great tournament. Messi stepped up once again and he fired the penalty into the top right corner. 1-0 to Argentina. Counter-attack from Argentina. Alvarez came up with the ball. Great run through. The defenders couldn't deal with him, tried to clear it, and he stumbled the ball into the net in the end where for a great goal and a great run. Maybe giving Pep Guardiola a bit of headaches there. 2-0 to Argentina. A great save by Lovakovic, following a corner for Argentina and a header down. In the second half, Messi ran through, played a 1-2, but his shot to the near post was saved. Croatia had a bit of a scramble in the box with Lovren heading the ball down but Argentina managed to get it clear. Messi ran down the right-hand side on his own. Great play to hold off the defender. Lovely turn. Runs into the box, squares it back, and Alvarez gets his second of the game. 3-0 to Argentina, absolutely cruising at this point. And once again, Lionel Messi turning on the style at 35. And the final score was Argentina 3, Croatia 0. I was really disappointed with the Argentina-Croatia semi-final because it was very one-sided in the end, although, in fairness, Croatia had a lot of the ball, couldn't do much with it in the first half. But then, you know, the, the two goals came, and by half-time, that was basically it, and then they got the third goal, and that was definitely it. You know, you really want I, iconic semi-finals. I mean, that's a sign of a great tournament, isn't it? You know, Brazil, Argentina, sorry, Brazil, Germany in 2014, albeit very one-sided, very memorable. Remember Italy, was it Italy versus Germany in 2006? One of the best World Cup games ever. Now we've got Argentina versus Croatia and it's a flop. I mean, maybe Croatia just ran out of steam. Yeah, I mean, every, everyone will be talking about Lionel Messi from this game. Got the opener and set up the third goal with some really great quality, actually. And let's let's have a little bit of a shout-out for Alvarez. You know, that second goal was pretty good, although pretty terrible defending, if we're being honest about it. 
And I'm sure he'll be he'll be knocking on Pep Guardiola's door now. We go, and then Erling Haaland comes out and like, yeah, mate, you're not getting in the squad. It doesn't matter how good you are at the World Cup. We've got Erling Haaland. He's going to score like a couple of game. You know, it does kind of feel like the World Cup is kind of because England are out. Like it's it, it it's going downhill and there's less interest in it. And it's like it's going to have a bit of an anticlimax rather than this kind of amazing build towards the semi-finals. And now we're probably going to get, it's probably going to shake out how you'd expect it to be. And I don't know why, I kind of irrationally hate Argentina in this story. I don't know why. I don't know, I just think, because they got beaten in their first game, it feels like bad if they win the whole thing, doesn't it? Because if, if this was knockout football, which, like Sam Matterface has gone on about, oh, Argentina have been treating this like knockout football since the first game. No, they haven't. They lost the first game. If it was knockout football, they'd be out, you know? This is why I want my 128 complete knockout uh, format World Cup. I don't think it's gonna, ever going to happen, but it'd be quite funny if it did. And, that, and you know, then you would have like Argentina going out in the first round or whatever. Argentina do deserve to be in the final. It, again, like I said in the quarterfinals, it does seem like there's something about them here. It does seem like they're destined to win. I kind of don't want them to win, but I think they're going to win. It's looking good for Argentina. And maybe Mr. Messi will have some more magic on Sunday. We'll have to wait and see. Varane gets it through to Griezmann. And Griezmann across. Mbappe trying to sort his feet out. He did just that. They stretched him Morocco. Boy, they stretched. Teo Hernandez. What a start for France. They are inevitable. Our second semi-final on Wednesday night saw France take on Morocco. Morocco had been the real underdogs of the tournament, beating the likes of Spain, Portugal and Belgium on their way to a World Cup semi-final, the first African nation to achieve such a feat. Meanwhile, France broke English hearts with a 2-1 victory against the Free Lions in the quarterfinals, setting up a chance for them to retain their World Cup they won in 2018. Would Morocco once again perform a fantastic upset, or could the French reign supreme once again? In the first half, there was a ball through to Griezmann on the right-hand side. He digged it back. Mbappe had a few chances of hitting it. It fell to Hernandez at the back post, and he put it into a pretty empty net. 1-0 to France, a horrible start for Morocco. Morocco came down left with the ball, and Nahi took the shot low to the right. Great save by Loris. To deny an equaliser. France had the ball down left with Giroud. He passed the defender, but he blasted it under the post. Absolutely rattled off the post, that one. There was a collision in the box between Buffal and Hernandez. The free kick was given uh, to France, but it looked like for a second it might have been a penalty there. Although Buffal didn't really get the ball, so that might have been the reason why it wasn't. Chumani ran down the middle. Played it through to Mbappe, could steer it, he steered it past the keeper, but cleared away. And another chance for Giroud, who put it wide. A corner for Morocco from Ziyech. Tempted over a kick and almost the best goal of the tournament. El Yamik with the spectacular shot and actually a great save by Loris to prevent the goal. I wish that would have gone in though, that would have been on everyone's highlight reel. In the second half... Buffal crossed the ball in. It fell at the back post. A ball through. Adjalo tried to play it across, but it's cleared away. 
A free kick to France was taken by Griezmann. Turam headed it down, but it went wide. Morocco won the ball up the pitch. Hamdallah just couldn't, just kept running with the ball, just couldn't take the shot. And sadly, it ran to nothing. Mbappe had the ball. He played it wide to the left to Turam. Mbappe got it back. He tried to weave against all the defenders, but he got it through to Awane, who basically scored his first touch on the ball after coming on. 2-0 to France, and that pretty much was the killer blow for Morocco. And the final score was France 2, Morocco 0. I am so frustrated by this semi-final. But it was definitely the better semi-final of the two. Uh, Morocco versus France delivered in terms of lots of uh, entertainment, but it had so many parallels with the England game. It's like painful to think about. You just had Morocco on the front foot all the time. They just ran down the right or ran down the left. Great skill. No end product, no final ball. No one in the box half the time. And then France go and attack a couple of times. In fact, for some reason, they got like 13 shots in this match, which was like, I was like, hey, they barely did anything. And they got 13 shots, but apparently they did. It was really heartbreaking, this match, because Morocco were brilliant. Like, they were excellent at the back with their tackles on Mbappe, going forward. And the amount of players they lost through injury, and I mean, something that Sice went off in about, was it about six minutes? You know, they started a player who wasn't fit and that's that's really put them on the back foot. And that's when the goal went in the first goal. Morocco have been the team of the tournament, in my opinion. Every match they played, they've been brilliant. Croatia, let's be honest, they got a bit lucky and they were kind of a bit poor against Argentina. But Morocco were not poor here. They were great. They gave it that college try, if you will. Really, they got done by... A, probably the wrong setup at kickoff, which con- meant they conceded the first goal. And B, by probably a good substitution by Deschamps bringing on two Ram because he knew Mbappe was struggling down that left-hand side because Morocco had him all day and all night. Really, really shook up Morocco's defence and that led to the second goal. Yeah, I'm just gutted because I just feel like France are winning these games by letting the other team have a lot of the pressure, have a lot of the ball. Let's let's give them credit. Great at the back. And surprisingly, like Griezmann, who is got to be probably their player of the tournament, although hasn't actually scored for them. But in terms of his positions, like he's all over the place. He's like a free-roaming player. And the amount of times he was in the box clearing the ball, you know, I lost count of them, really, which is not, which is not what you'd expect from an attacking midfield player who was actually a striker. But yeah, it's just heartbreaking for Morocco to go out in such a with having so many great opportunities and, you know, a fantastic run in this tournament for them. And hopefully, you know, this is something to build on. Obviously, they're the most successful African nation in the World Cup now. Maybe this is a start of building, you know, that idea that African nations can actually win a World Cup. There's going to be nine of them in the next World Cup. But yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten really, isn't it? So let's talk about the final, which is going to be France versus Argentina, which I guess, you know, on paper, when everyone went into these semifinals, they thought that would be it. I don't know if that's what people would have predicted on their wall charts from the start. Maybe they would have. I think it probably would have been a potential final would be France-Argentina when you were sort of plotting it out. And obviously they were on opposite sides of the draw if they won their group, which they did. So it's going to be the team that lost to Tunisia against the team who lost to Saudi Arabia. Yes, there are no undefeated teams in this tournament. 
I know it's going to be billed as Messi versus Mbappe. That's going to be quite obvious. Although I do think Mbappe's been kind of poor in the last two matches, to be honest with you. I think he was he was throwing a strop a few times in the semi-finals, and really he wasn't. He was being a bit lazy, not really tracking back at all, like a sort of Cristiano Ronaldo way of uh, attacking, I suppose. I mean, if I was to be honest, I think I think if that was a clash, I would say Messi would be the favourite because I think he's more central and pivotal to Argentina as a team. Whereas France have a lot of options, in fairness. You know, you've got your Giros, you've got your Griezmann. I think actually Hernandez, I have to give him credit, although I was a bit annoyed by him, had a really good match on the left. Although after a bit of a shaky first half, we've got to give credit. I mean, he came in as a sub in the first match for his brother, so probably wasn't even going to play in this tournament until that injury. So he's done well. Like I've been saying, I think there is something behind Argentina in this tournament. And obviously there will be a lot of support for Argentina. I suspect a lot more than there will be for France. If I was to predict, I would say that Argentina will win this, but they're going to have to try and get past France's tactics. Because if, if I was to predict how the match would go, I think Argentina will have most of the attacking play and France will look to get those counter-attacks, those opportunities they can you know, soak up the pressure, hit them on the counter. Yeah, I, I think Argentina, I'd put slight favourites. Whoever wins this match is going to win their third World Cup. And if somehow France win it, they will be the first side since Brazil in 1962 to win two World Cups back-to-back. I think they're the most successful World Cup holders since Brazil in 1998, who got to the final and obviously lost to France, obviously after they won USA 94. So holders have always tended to have quite a difficult follow-up tournament, you know, the difficult second tournament, if you will. But France have done well to you know, get to the final, whatever happens. And, you know, the, with the quality of their play, you wouldn't put it past them uh, winning this one. So, yeah, looking forward to this weekend, we have the third-place playoff, the most important match of the tournament, which is a rematch of a group of the Group F opener between Croatia and Morocco. And then we have the final on Sunday at 3pm, a nice early start, probably not to ruin the TV schedules any more than the World Cup already has. It'll be Argentina versus France. Now, you might know our random predictor has been going throughout this tournament, predicting all the games and not really being that accurate. And that is something that happened in the semi-finals as our predictor got both semi-finals wrong predicting Croatia and Morocco would win and obviously Argentina and France did so our random predictor has spoken and it says in the third place playoff Croatia will beat Morocco I think both those sides will be heavily have lots of changes from their semi-final match as I guess, I guess most teams kind of treat it as kind of a pointless match and usually bring out the reserves. So we'll see what happens. Did Croatia finish third in 1998? Am I right in thinking that? I think so. Yeah, Croatia finished third in 98, beating Netherlands in the third place playoff. So uh, maybe they can repeat the success of 1998. Obviously not quite as good as 2018, which obviously they got the final of. But, you know, for a nation that's like 3 million people... And it's only really been in tournaments since 1998. So that's, you know, less than 30 years. They've got to the semifinals twice and a final once. That is amazing, really, when you consider everything like that. I mean, what what an amazing achievement for them. 
And obviously for Morocco to even get to the semi-finals and have a great run. I mean, I don't even know if I think they maybe I think they once got out of the group stage of a World Cup. So they've done fantastically well as, as well. And in the final, Argentina versus France is predicting that France will retain the World Cup, which, like I say, it's very possible. I mean, that match is probably going to be pretty damn even, and I would be very surprised if there's any more than one goal in it. I think there's goals in both teams. Obviously, I think a lot of people are saying the Mbappe-Messi battle will be about the golden boot, as both men are on five goals each. Thank you for listening to Years of Hurt, an international football podcast. I've only got one more show to go now where we'll be recapping the final third place playoff and as I always do at this time of year, give my awards for the best team of the tournament and various other stuff as well. Until then, from me, Richard Carey, it's goodbye. Goodbye.